0: If you never find that core of iron or steel within you, if you never know what you're about and what you stand for, you're just this garbage bag of wind flying back and forth between things that other people tell you that you should be. And that's no way to live. (laughs) I was was, was about to introduce this podcast as The Great Date Guy. We haven't done that in a while. Um, <laughs> welcome back, Warriors. My name is Rob Long. This is The Laughing Warrior.
1: Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Scott Pagliaccio, and this is absolutely The Laughing Warrior, man. I love the embodiment of this podcast, man. Like, really, over time, we've just become so much more playful with one another. Rob Whereas before, it was so, like, serious, and, like, you had to get it right, and we had to, it had to be perfect, and now it's like, man... Let's just show up authentically as who we are, even though that was authentically who we were then. Yeah, um, it, was,
0: it was definitely more of the serious warrior back then. I think it's a lot, it's a lot better now. <laughs> speaking of speaking of injecting more joy into one's lifestyle today, we're talking about what does it actually mean to be a high value male? Um, so maybe we can start off by like, how would you define a high value male? And I'll, I'll probably go after you if you're good with that.
1: Mm, Sure. Yeah. Um, I feel like a man who, you know, is emotionally grounded, can deal with conflict very well. I think it's someone who lives passionately and has a purpose in life, something larger than himself, larger than his job, larger, bigger than his family, like serving the greater good, which is humanity. I think there's levels and layers to a high value, man, because I hear this a lot. It's, I feel like it's a buzzword and some of the content that I've looked at, it's like, you know, Andrew Tate, Dan Blizzarian, and guys like that. It's like, you know, these one percenters that are traveling around on private fucking jets. And I think for me, it's just like, it's being outwardly successful, but also inwardly successful.
0: I'm resonating with that. Like for me, when I think about, High value. I'm also thinking about who it is that I'm intending on becoming. Yeah. Um, and for for me, I think that there's this core of iron or steel to it. Like, it's funny that you bring up Dan because I think they did some they did some digging and they found out that like he had inherited all of his money and then he blew through it pretending to be rich or whatever. He was hiring mm-hmm. prostitutes and models to make himself look popular. Mm -hmm. um and then he ran out of money and then he disappeared like (laughs) so like he was he was the poster child for like high value masculinity for a while on the other hand i think that there's something to the idea of integrity like is this actually what i enjoy or am i just doing this because someone else told me that i should and i think that it's possible to adopt that lifestyle and still be low value if i'm doing it because someone else is like that was a good idea and And maybe I don't even like it. Maybe I don't want to be on the fucking boat. I think the joy is a part of it for me when I think about it. And there are a couple of things that I want to toss in there that I think are personally important. One of them is, am I successful enough on each of these fronts? Is it? How's my health doing? Is my physical health okay? Am I in the shape that I want to be in? Is my wealth doing okay? I don't have to be fucking rich but are my bills taken care of? Can I buy and afford the things that I want to do with my life? Am I not crushed under a bunch of debt that I can never escape? And then finally, relationships. It's not just, hey, am I capable of attracting a partner that I find very attractive? Like you and I talk about this all the time. It's like, can I keep that partnership? And if I can, then I consider that to be a low value trait not because I'm not like compelling this woman to be like interested in me enough, or I'm not attractive enough. It's because most likely I I don't know how to deal with conflict. And I think that is one of the lowest value male behaviors that I've seen. If I want to be taken seriously as a man at all, then I need to stop blaming the world for the things that I think are happening to me. Some of that might not be in my control. But if I'm always blaming the world and society and other people or minorities or China for my shit, then <laughs> I'm never gonna have a chance to change it because it's always gonna be out of my hands. So I'm a boy until I decide that I can be responsible for who I am.
1: You know, that landscape. great. You've made a lot of great points, starting with the societal thing. And I noticed that in my own experience, like I was looking at certain people and I was judging myself against them. like. You know, I I like that saying, comparison is the thief of joy. And it's so true in my own experience. And I just noticed that from having this little bit of the conversation with you now, like, oh yeah, I was comparing myself with other people and no wonder I felt like shit. And that did rob me of joy. So it's the same with being a high value man. I'm not gonna compare myself to some man. I have my version of what that looks like. You have your version. One isn't better or worse. And as a man, I'm continually, it's not a static thing. I'm continually growing into this person that I'm becoming. It's it's constant work. A high value man isn't determined by something outside of you. There are some character traits that are markers, but it's not, I don't compare myself to other men because there's always somebody bigger, always somebody stronger, always somebody more rich. Like I'm doing my version of
0: it. Like there are billions of people out there and all of them have a different definition of what it means to be a successful high value male. And if I'm listening to all of them, I'm never gonna have a chance to actually be happy with who I become. Like, and the other thing is, sometimes they're opposing and opposite. If you never find that core of iron or steel within you, if you never know what you're about and what you stand for, you're just this garbage bag in the wind flying back and forth between things that other people tell you that you should be and that's no way to live and and the other thing that i'm getting from what you're saying which i really like is that like hey this whole process at least for scott and i is defined by the amount of joy that we feel in things that we have in our life the things that we've created and the things that we're up to like and it doesn't it doesn't fucking matter what everyone else thinks about that particular situation if i'm stoked out of my mind about what i'm doing it matters if the right people are stoked about this as well is the woman that i'm attracted to into this yeah that helps a lot right but i think it's kind of like there's this temptation to put the cart before the horse i should find that woman and then i should figure out what she likes and then i should design my
1: lifestyle to be
0: exactly what she likes Well, no, you're living for her now.
1: Yeah, that's a recipe for disaster, man. She will leave your ass, man, for sure. (laughs) Big time. I mean, it's happened in my life, man. I've lost it all multiple times, man. And I can still cultivate the feeling of joy and happiness, whether I'm at the top or I'm at the bottom, man. And I noticed it today, Rob. I was driving around and just noticing in my body, this feeling of joy. And it's larger than it's ever been, man. It it was just the most amazing feeling, man. That whether it has nothing to do with anything outside of me, It's it's the work that I've done on myself over the years, whether my kids are talking to me, whether I have a smart, beautiful woman in my life, whether, whatever it is, it's like I'm choosing I'm choosing joy and happiness. I think it can be
0: easy, it, even in the context of this conversation. Like someone might listen in on what you and I are saying, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, well, like you know, if I had, if I had the Lambo, if I had like my beachfront house, if I was making six figures or up, seven, eight, nine figures a year, you know, then th- that's what they mean by being happy." And mm. I can assure you that at least for me. That's actually not what I'm talking about. Like, I think, of course, having the right context around you, you build the right lifestyle around yourself, it's gonna help. It's gonna maximize your chances of being happy. But if you were like me and you were unhappy to begin with, and you were trying to fix all of that by like earning more, achieving more, becoming Instagram famous, or whatever the case might've been, once you hit that point of success where you have it all, you don't need to work anymore. The funny part about it is, the person you're left with is you. It's motherfucking <laughs> you, because no one else has time to hang out with you. They're working jobs, right? They're busy with their lives. And so you kind of have to sit with yourself at that point of success and be like, why the fuck am I still unhappy? And it's the weirdest, most surreal thing to arrive at this destination that society tells you is, well, you, you reach this point where you're traveling whenever you want to and you own multiple homes or whatever. You're going to be happy then. And then you discover that that's not fucking true. Um, I have a client that buys like Birkin bags for fun. That's how she used to get her joy. And mm. those those are like $20,000 bags. Easy, right? What? It's just like, they're just they're just purses, right? Um, and they're hard to get. And the the other day she was telling me, you know, there's no more happiness in that for me. Like, I don't, there's no more satisfaction. It's just like, oh shit, it, it arrived. Like, it's upsetting for her now when the bag gets here because there's no buildup, no anticipation, no payoff anymore. And at a certain point in wealth, it just doesn't matter what you accumulate. Uh, it stops making a difference. And so I think what Scott and I are getting at here is that like, hey, you can set all this, that paper all aside. You can buy those homes. You can date that hot woman or hot man, but there's still this component of am i capable of hosting that flame of joy within myself regardless of what's happening and that's why we founded this podcast we want you to be able to do that at any time any place even if it's in the middle of a battlefield can you find your fulfillment satisfaction and purpose your flame of purpose there in the most desolate of conditions and when you can I think that's by definition high value. It is what confidence is. And I think it's what kind of draws people to other people.
1: Yeah, man. That's that's powerful. Uh, yeah. Being able to be happy and joyous in the midst of the shit show that is life because it's not always going to be sunshine and ravioli, man. And uh, I'm curious, like, because I know you got to a point where, you know, you were about to take your own life, man, and you have the stuff you accumulated all of the accolades and you had everything and you still weren't you didn't feel happy or joyous so what what was the turning point for you I'm just curious what you did man what where did you start what were some of the first steps you took in cultivating this sense of joy and connectedness that you have now
0: I guess to answer the question that you asked earlier first how did I what was my sign that things needed to change it, it kind of was that thought of like man i should, should just drive off into the desert and fucking disappear you know like i hope that other people forget about me I, I hope that it stops hurting for them eventually but like what i want to do is just like like fade from existence off somewhere in the distance where no one can reach me fuck, like something something is wrong here. I have unlimited free time, like I could do whatever I want to. But some part of me is like, No, just just fucking disappear. Mm. I think, I think the first thing that I tried to do was just like set a bunch of really big goals and try to get out of it that way. So mm. it was like, Okay, well, I already quit my job. Uh, What if I made more money investing? And I hit that goal like i think i got up to like making a couple grand a day sometimes like and then it was still the same thing there there was a day when i was like okay i could pay for my rent i just did it in like the last 30 seconds it, <laughs>
1: that's it awesome felt like
0: taking out the trash though like it was just like it was just like oh well is this bringing a loving woman into my life has this improved my quality of happiness Uh, No, no, I I feel nothing from doing this. And it it was a really, it was a boss move. I I would love to be able to brag about it, but it was just like, this isn't doing it. Um, I landed and delivered a TEDx talk. I got a coaching business off the ground from scratch, which the only point of that business was helping people. That was really fulfilling. I could see the impact I was having, but I still wanted to kill myself. So it was like, okay. Doing shit is, is not the answer. Like me scrabbling around trying to figure this out is, is, uh, that's not doing it. It's not moving the needle. And eventually I kind of just had to face like, okay, the one, the one thing I have not tried, one thing I haven't done in this situation is not striving. It's effortless effort. It's, it's that principle of way. Like, can I be in stillness? And what happens when i'm there and man i i gotta say the first time was tough i had to negotiate with myself down from like 10 minutes of meditation down to two like two was the most i could do because it was just agonizing sitting and not accomplishing anything but it had me realize that that feeling that came up whenever i was still that was the flavor of my existence. That was the thing I carried around with me everywhere. So it didn't matter what I was doing, I was always feeling that. So it became about how do I resolve that feeling? How does it feel to be me? And then can I change that? Um, and I think that was probably the beginning of it. And you were asking about practices, so I'll just throw one out really quickly. Mm-hmm i think the first thing that i did was breath work um it was just going on youtube browsing a bunch of videos and then testing out a a ton of things that were supposed to help in emergency situations and that exercise was was crazy it was just like a shirtless guy on the beach like just wild ass hair and he was just like (laughs) yeah and and you, you do that for like like two minutes you hold your breath and then you're all like lightheaded and tripping out and then on that exhale it's like all the strain and stress in your body just fucking drains out and it was one of the first times that I saw how I didn't change anything about who I was or what I was doing or where I lived or who I was dating but I felt okay and then it was like oh shit all the stuff that I have unresolved inside of me, I can address it. And when I do that, this suffering that I've carried around with me is going to go away. And so then I just got
1: really good at that. That's fucking huge, man. You you were only living as half a person. You wanted to avoid being with that part of you that was hurting, man. It was and it's just like I want to feel pleasure all the time, and that's only half of. Being a human, man, fully, being fully human means you have to, or you get to, not have to, you get to experience joy and pain, gain and loss, you know, all the things. And your avoidance of feeling those other feelings were the cause of why you wanted to kill yourself because you didn't fully accept all of you. There was this part of you that was just shoved way down in there and he's just like, ah, I'm going to fucking wreak havoc out of your life unless you, this little boy, like, I'm going to fuck with you until you, till you acknowledge me, motherfucker. And if you don't, you know, you're, no wonder you want to kill yourself, man. And, and, you know, you finally, you found the practice, meditation, breath work and stillness and, and just being with all of you. Yeah, I think,
0: I think there's a lot of value to that whole process of like if I face this discomfort, if I face this hard conversation that I, I didn't want to have, it's of course gonna suck for like the first few moments. But Then there's like kind of just that embodied understanding of like, oh, hold on, this experience is passing. And like what's behind, what's left over after that, it's usually like this, it's like this bliss. It's like, mm. It's hard to describe, but like, I, I, I guess <laughs> the example that's coming to mind is like, like, after you throw up or after you take a good poop, like, it's like, it's just like the thing that you're holding on to is gone. And you, the relief of not having to hold that shit in your system anymore is, yeah. is palpable. It just
1: feels good. Um, you know what comes up for me is intimacy. Like, I, I, I just when you said that, like, I realized, like, there's a deeper level of intimacy with myself after being with that because I can't be intimate with someone else if I can't be intimate with the most intimate parts of me, both parts or all parts. So that's what, that's what came up for me as you were saying. And that was a, that was like a revelation for me in that moment, just a second ago, like, holy fuck. I'm more deeply connected to me now which then, in turn, gives me the opportunity to m- be more deeply connected to another.
0: Yeah, man, I, I think this loops nicely back to where we started here, which was, okay, well, we want to be a high value man. How do we do that? And we threw out like a lot of different observations and opinions, but t- I think what you just brought up ties it back like in a really core way, because like, what is the most fulfilling life? what what is a man who's like reached his full potential and it's like i i think it has a lot to do with like have i learned to identify the pieces of me that want things that i'm not willing to acknowledge it's beginning to pick at the pieces of what is it that i really want and i'm am i able to pursue this thing authentically and when I, I think there's this thing, this phenomenon that happens that like, when we stop pretending to be something that we're not, automatically the fulfillment and happiness begins to follow. Kim Carey has this great quote about like, like depression being your body saying, fuck you, I don't wanna be this character anymore. I don't wanna hold up this avatar that you've created. It's too much for me. Uh, you can think of depression as deep rest, your body needs to be deep-rested and needs deep-rest from the character you've been trying to play. And when I think about the behavior of a high-value guy, it tends to be, like, someone who does what he wants, even if it's, like, sort of, like, weird or considered to be, like, fringe behavior by society. Like, they just show up as who they are. That doesn't happen unless I'm willing to confront the pieces of me that want things that might not be the most PC or the most like well accepted of desires. Obviously, if you're out there trying to murder people or torture people, yeah, I no. don't, I don't think that's.
1: <laughs> I don't think I'm not that's, talking about that, man. Yeah, having it, like having a threesome. Like if that's something you really want, like, or you know, whatever it is, uh, having a difficult conversation with your wife because you're not having sex for a long period of time, or, you know, whatever it is, like, and unapologetically asking for what you want. Like, if you're contorting yourself, you're not living authentically, of course, you're going to be depressed, because you're not going for what you want. So it's getting clear, I had to get clear on what I wanted. And as I started to do that, it just, it became really apparent to me when I started really paying attention to myself and what I wanted, and I had to let go of people in my life. I needed to create space to get the downloads, to to get the information, like, what is it that I really want? And once I started to get still, the information was really just so accessible. It was just there, like, oh, okay, yeah, this is what I wanna do. No problem, this is what I'm gonna do. But if I have a sexual kink and I wanna introduce that, I'm doing it, man. Yeah, I'm not going to apologize for who I am.
0: I feel like this ties in nicely. Like a lot of women, um, a lot of women will say that they wanted ambitious men. What I think a lot of us make that mean, at least that's what this is what I made it mean, was she wants someone who's like really driven to make a lot of money. But what I've kind of discovered is that it's not really about the money. Like she doesn't want to be dating a shell of a man. And the ambition that I think a lot of women are referring to is is actually about like the alignment that Scott was talking about here, right? Is this person pursuing a life that they authentically enjoy? Mm-hmm. And if if that person is, they're of course they're going to be motivated. They're lit up about what the fuck they get to do today. That lit yeah. up about walking out that door, like Scott, right? And he's excited about what he gets to do out in the world.
1: Yeah, I and don't even want to go to fucking sleep at night, man. Like, I can't wait to – I'm fucking waking up every hour. Like, look, is it time to get up and do this? Because I don't want to fucking sleep through my life. Like, I genuinely fucking love every minute of my life, man. Every minute of it. Like, yeah, all of it. Huh? And the hardship, so – yeah. Sure. And when
0: that's there, I, I, I'm i going to argue that that ambition naturally exists. It's going to it's going to appear as ambition to everyone else, but it's going to be Scott going for what he wants and having a good time while he's doing it. And I, and I feel like that might be one of the most critical pieces here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned something earlier, too, Rob. It's an ongoing project. Like I hear people or men say I'm in the best shape of my life. Like I haven't gotten there yet. I'll meet that guy when I'm dead. Like I might death and I'll be shaking that guy's, Oh fuck man. I'm, and, and that feels good at the age that I'm at now that I don't feel like I have I've gotten to the pinnacle and I don't feel like I ever will. I, it's just this enjoying the process of getting there and being really present to it every moment. Like I love going into the gym, man. I love creating workouts and connection and, um, I think that that's a really good place to start for men who want to move into this high value status. You have to first and foremost be in shape, whatever that is. Doesn't mean you have to do CrossFit. It could be walking, but you have to be in some sort of physical shape, fit. And then I think it, it kind of snowballs from there. That that That's like this is the thing that houses – everything man your consciousness or maybe i don't know if it houses it but i know um, like, yeah
0: don't it's like the vehicle through which i experience reality and that if yeah. that vehicle is cramped and i'm and it hurts you know when i go mean? uphill yeah then my experience is going to be suffering and i, I, I resonate with that like i don't think there's any fat shaming going on here it's just like does it feel good for me to exist in my body and if it doesn't if I notice that I'm in pain all the time and my lower back hurts, right? I, don't, I don't like the way that I look in the mirror, then there's room for me to work with that until it feels good. Cause like that's that's like instrument number one. If I'm not taking care of my body, how could I be joyful? Yeah. I can't live in a house that's on fire.
1: No, and you can't attract a woman if you're, if you're not attracted to yourself. Like I look in the mirror, I get up naked every morning. I look in the mirror and I stare in my own eyes and I'm like, God damn, man, you're a handsome motherfucker, and you're smart, and you're kind, and you're all, and I just list all these things, and then I fist bump myself, and then I get dressed, and I go out the door, and it's like, and it's not from an egoic place, it's like I work my, fu- I earned it, and I continue to earn it moment by moment by moment. If you want something in the world, you don't just get it, you earn it, and man, uh, it's real. it feels really good to be at this point in my life, man. And, and, and think and also feel like i'm i still got more to more to go more to give more to learn
0: yeah I got i got i got a couple of cents to throw in here too i mean i feel like that's probably a good place to be and i'm sure that it helps but i also want to add that if you don't find yourself attracted to yourself i like i'm i'm in that boat i still don't have any problem with women like its so like <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to get there, but I, I, it probably wouldn't hurt. I'm imagining it doesn't. But it, it, since we're, we're, we're a little bit over time here, I was thinking maybe we could, we could cool things off, wrap it, wrap it up with maybe one or two actionable things that the listener can do right now to become more high value in their own life. I think you brought up, Scott, like, hey, there's value in get into a shape that you enjoy, what feels good, how do I want to look for myself? um and I, I think that's a good start i would add that like it's probably going to be worth your while to like also pay attention to that little voice in your head that's like hey let's pull over and check out that stall on the side of the road they're like oh wouldn't it be fun to run through that fountain right now mm. and, and do that yep like yeah i think that's kind of the beginning of feeling into like what are the other pieces of you want and the more you can begin to indulge those without like robbing a bank or like breaking the law, uh, then you begin to form this more concrete identity within yourself. You don't have to pretend to be different people across different arenas, which is kind of shifty guy behavior. It's not high value. It's like, why are you hiding pieces of yourself from the people around you? It doesn't make sense. If, if you were high value and you just show up consistently across each of these domains as the same person. So I think that's what I have to throw in there.
1: God, we talked about it a lot, man. There's a there's a lot of rewind this thing and listen again and again and again and extract some of the things. Uh, what do I have to add here at the end? Like, what what can I throw out? To um, have a, start a gratitude list for the next thirty days and see if it. You know, this is we're science experiments. I I have done that in the past and it's helped me tremendously. If I wake up and I get out of bed and I go into the conditioning and the patterning and the, the habits of thinking, oh, fuck, I gotta get up and I, I hate my job and blah, blah, blah. Well, then guess what? You're gonna continue to get that experience. So you're gonna, you're gonna have to do the work and the work may be, I'm gonna start journaling a, what I'm grateful for. Instead of waking up and, and doing the same thing you've always done and getting the same result, If you want a simple, basic, real easy thing, here's a 30-day challenge to get up and journal. Five things, ten things, eight things, three things that you can be grateful for every single day. Start your day like that. Maybe end your day like that. Doing something other than what you've been doing.
0: Yeah. Solid. Well, hey, it's been real, man. I've really enjoyed this time with you and for the warriors out there. Thanks for being here. I mean, I feel like we've been doing this for almost a full year now. I think we've got 40 something episodes um, and we appreciate you being here, even if you haven't been here since the beginning, it's it's nice knowing that what we're. I don't know, like I, I feel like all the knowledge that I have is is pretty hard one. And like I like the idea of being able to pass it on to someone out there who's kind of at the same crossroads that I was years and years ago that's like, what do I do here? Um, yeah, so hopefully this was useful for you. And if it was, be sure to give us a rating or leave us a comment. Let us know what it was like for you. If you have any requests about what we talk about next, I think you can leave them in the polls and we'll get them on Spotify. Uh, that's all I got.
1: Yeah. Thanks for everyone for taking the time out of your day or to come over and check us out. Super grateful. Yeah. Share it, pass it along. If you got some value and, uh, yeah, I love being with you, Rob, man. It's always a pleasure. I love talking about our lived experiences and, uh, yeah, this is real, man. This is what's alive for us pretty much in the present moment and just being able to share it. Like this is some pretty common stuff that I think it's real relatable. And so, um, yeah, it's just a couple of laughing warriors uh, sharing their lives, man, with, with, with the world and hoping to make it a better place, man.
0: Yeah. Love you, too. Thank you for listening. We'll catch
1: you around. Peace.